1: Aren't you interested in learning breakthrough wealth building strategies, such as how to flip a home in less than two weeks using other people's money with no real estate license, or how to build a low cost home-based business? You can discover how to take passive income from any source and invest it into real estate, stocks, or business to become financially independent investing in any market with Residual Roads Business Institute. Collaborate with Andre and other Residual Roads advisors to create a free action plan and start implementing strategies today go to www.residualroads.com or email info at residualroads.com. Welcome to the Investing Uncensored podcast. You've been searching for different ways to become financially independent or generate passive income to live out your life's purpose as you've seen others do it, but need insight on how. Well, get excited because here you'll discover the tips and resources to fulfill that need. Andre Stewart has spent more than a decade successfully making it happen for himself and others. This is the Investing Uncensored podcast. And now here's your host, Andre Stewart.
2: Welcome to Investing Uncensored. I'm your host, Andre. And I'm back, man. I made it. It's going to be two times in one month I've been able to do a podcast. I'm proud of myself. (laughs) I'm patting myself on the back. I did not think I'd be able to get to another one just because I'm super busy. But you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to make sure I can do two in one month. I think the last time I did two in one month, it was in sometime last year. I think it was in May. But anyway, I am back for another episode. It's almost two in the morning. So this will not be a long one, I don't think. But I just felt like hopping on here and talking to you guys about investing in different assets. Pretty much cross-investing. That's not even a term, but we're gonna make it a term to just make this super simple. So basically, cross-investing in my definition is basically crossing assets from, you know, whether it be real estate or stocks or crypto and investing money from the gains that you've made into a different asset. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. We're gonna to talk about cross-investing. Um, because I think right now is one of the best times to do that. So before we get into that. I want to spend a minute on mindset too because it's all connected, right? So if you want to get into cross investing, you kind of have the you need the mindset to know when to go from one asset to the next. And you do that through being able to understand each asset that you're investing in and understanding how the the gains and the losses or the returns in terms of percentage or value or what your goal is when it comes to investing. So you can't hop into stocks or investing and thinking it's like some get rich type of thing, right? Because if you do that, you'll more than likely lose all of your money. And obviously some people did it that had crypto, but it wasn't like an overnight thing. Like These people that had crypto, they had it for a long time. You know what I mean? It, It wasn't like they just got in and... Overnight, they were multimillionaires. They need no, no one, no one has that kind of success again unless I talked about this before. Unless someone had a life insurance policy and they're well, a beneficiary, then they may instantly become rich. But for the most part, anybody that's you know became rich in investing is came through something that they did over time. And with crypto, a lot, I mean, a lot of people did make a lot of money in the past, you know, year or so. But the people that really got super rich. I would think it would be the people that had crypto way back in the day when it was, you know, starting out when it was a dollar or 10 cent or whatever it was back in in 2010 or whatever that was. So those people probably killed it. Because, I mean, if you hopped into crypto, I would say Bitcoin, if you hopped into Bitcoin anytime in last year or even 2017, it was still a thousand dollars. It was it was it was still up there when when it got on people's radar. They still had to pay a thousand dollars for one coin or 500 or whatever the case is. But the last time I remember when I, because I was still working in Silicon Valley at the time and crypto went on this, this craze. It wasn't even crypto, it was like five coins, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, the same coins that are real big right now. They went on this run obviously in 2017, but they were still, they weren't really that cheap. It might've been 75 or 150 bucks, or I think Ethereum might've been 45 and it went to, I'm sorry, I think Ethereum might've been $100 and it went to like 700. But either way it goes, it wasn't like some, you you weren't hopping in there and putting skin in a game super duper cheap like some people are doing now. Some people are being able to buy 5,000 coins and it might shoot up to a dollar or something like that. You know what I mean? So no one really just got rich overnight. They still had to put up three or four or five or six or $7,000. So they had to get that money from somewhere and it could have been from working or whatever they were doing. So you still, they still had to have the cash to get into the game to get, to get paid. So- you gotta have the mindset to know, um, all right, well, I'm I'm taking five grand and I wanna make this amount of return in a certain amount of time. If you don't do that and you just out here saying, Oh my God, crypto was just going up and up and up, let me just throw something at it, and you don't have a goal in mind, you're gonna get blazed. You're gonna get burned because beginning investors or people that have no idea on how to invest. They just seeing the market going crazy right now, like it's been going for the past year or so. And they just think that's what it's going to continue to do. I mean, you've you've hearing different people say that it's going to happen based on inflation. But this thing can turn around real fast. And if you heard my last pod, I think what you guys could do. I'm not telling you to do it. But if you go back and listen to my podcast in 2020, almost everything that I've said has came to pass. I talked about getting into commodities In 2020. And anybody that listened to me, they're probably up like I am on on my stock portfolio, like I guess at 280 percent or whatever. It's up there somewhere, man. I haven't checked. And this is all I talked about this in 2020. I said Bitcoin would go to 100,000 about August. It's at 60,000. I told someone else and I might have said it on one of my podcasts in January that I think Bitcoin would hit 50,000 in March and it did hit 50,000. So I mean I've been kind of spot on with a lot of stuff that I've said. So I think you guys can go back and listen to some of the old podcasts and get more insight on investing and and you can see that I, I think I got a I think I got a pretty good track record of of calling stuff. But anyway, if you don't have the right mindset and you're just throwing money into the stock market and seeing, or the crypto and seeing what sticks, you're gonna get burned because you don't have a goal in mind. You don't have a expected return on investment. So if you just take ten grand and you throw it in there, and you like, I'm gonna I'm get rich, and then you throw it in there, and say it goes from ten to the ten, the ten thousand goes up to fifty grand, and you just leave it there, like, oh man, I'm gonna ride this out. And then what if it just turns? Because you know, crypto will correct on you, and man, in two days, crypto can go from I'm not big, not crypto. I gotta quit saying that. Bitcoin'll go from fifty thousand to forty nine or forty-seven or forty-two or thirty-nine. It's crazy how volatile crypto is. But it always comes back, which is a good thing. But where what what if what if two thousand seventeen happens all over again? And it just goes on this crazy run and then it goes from... Because it hit twenty grand in twenty seventeen, then it came all the way back down to somewhere around three thousand. So what if that happens again? And you just like, no, nah, I'm gonna throw it in and see what sticks. You're gonna lose all of your money. You know what I mean? Or you're gonna have to sit on it for a longer period of time versus you putting it in at 10 grand and say, hey, you know what? At 20 or 30,000, I'm gonna take my 10,000 out and then the rest of this is, is free money. So who cares if I lose it? You know what I mean? So if you gotta have the right mindset when you're going into this thing, when you're investing in anything, even though we are on this crazy price surge in almost every asset. Even food, even out food, even shoes. I mean, I saw something the other day that says shoes are now an asset class. That's crazy. Shoes is an asset class. So, like again, anything you you know you pretty much buy right now turns gold essentially. So you, you 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 can't have this mindset of like I'm gonna hop out here and just throw ten grand at it. Unless you're just trying to you know throw ten grand and see what happens. Then who cares, right? You don't care if you lose it. That's up to you. But if you're out here and you want to really make some money, I think you should come up with a, a strategy. I think you should have a goal in mind. I think you should, you know, sit down and or use your phone or something like that and, and come up with a plan, come up with a strategy and be like, you know what? I'm gonna take this 10 grand and I want in six months, I want this 10 grand to be a hundred thousand dollars. Because if you come up with a strategy, then you will know how to do what I'm talking about right now. So you'll know how to cross invest because you have a strategy. So let's say, for instance, you want to hit $100,000 in 10 months or whatever the case is. So, for instance, one of my friends, $170,000 in 13 months. That's an example of, of saying he was like, you know what? His, his goal was he got fired from his job and he didn't want to go back to work. So he came to me and said, I don't want to go back to work. I said, you know what? If you rock with me, I guarantee you don't have to go back to work. He, that was his goal. So I was like, all right, man rock with me for a couple months and I'll make sure you don't have to go back to work. And that's what he did. So his goal was to not go back to work. I made him $170,000, $170,000 in 13 months. And now he wants to continue to invest with me, but I'm not in the, in the space to be investing for other people right now because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, building on my platform. I got my book going. I made him a lot of money. I'm trying to pivot into something else that I see because I have a different goal in mind. And so instead of me maybe giving him the deals that I was doing before, I might take those deals for myself because I have my own goal in mind. So throughout the time of me making him the $170,000, I taught him how to do what I was doing. He still wants to do deals with me, but now at this point, I got to take the training wheels off and let him go out there and do it himself. And if he didn't learn within that 13 months, you know, I mean, I can't, I can't continue to put my Goes on a back burner to make sure that he hits his. I mean, I did what I could on my end, and he doesn't have to go back to work, depending on how you know he spends his one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. So if he get that money, he does it right, then he won't have to go back to work. But if he doesn't do like I showed him, and he runs out of that money, then he's gonna be in a situation. But anyway, I think you guys need to sit down and say, "Hey, I got this amount of money. I want to be able to make this in seven or eight months." So again, back to the example: say you have. Ten grand, and you want to be able to make a hundred thousand dollars uh, in by the end of the year. I think this is one million percent doable because I've done it. I'm doing it now. I did it for several people. Not even this guy. I did it for several people. And Now I have my uncle that I'm doing the same thing with. I got another one of my friends that I've done the same thing with. So this is something that you can easily do. And so this is why I want to talk to you guys about cross and investing because that's how you're going to do it. You can't sit here and just say, hey. I'm gonna throw ten thousand or twenty thousand in one asset and expect it to get you to a hundred thousand dollars. Like, there's no way that you can guarantee that you're gonna do that if you're only using one asset class. Because, especially when you're using when when you're using cryptocurrency or you're using the stock market, because these things can swing at a moment's notice. And then what do you do? Uh, like that hundred thousand can be wiped away real fast, you know what I mean? Because it could be real easy for you to hit it in three or four months. But if you don't know, like I said, if you don't have a number and you throw the 10 grand out there and it hits 100 and you think it's going to keep running, then you're gonna you're going to miss the mark because what if it turns? So that's why you need a number. Everyone needs a number because then I read this book. I forgot the name of the book. This guy says, what's your number? Because if you don't have a number, what tends to happen is you're going to get burned out. You're going to burn relationships on the way because you don't have a number. You just being, you just have this greed and your thermometer just going up and up. Your greed thermometer just keeps going, going and going. And so, a lot of millionaires from the book that I read, they don't have a number and they end up losing family members, losing friends because they're so focused on just making more and more money. Because, say for instance, your goal was you know, $5 million and you did your calculations and you knew that $5 million would set you up for the rest of your life. Then once you hit that $5 million, you can relax. You can sit down somewhere and uh, you can retire, whether it be here or in another country, you, you hit the number. So you, you don't got to keep pressing as hard. You know what I mean? Hopefully you take that $5 million, you invest it the right way so you don't have to uh, go back to work or, or keep doing whatever you were doing. But if you don't have that number and you just keep going, You hit 5 million, you hit 10 million, your life could be super sad, but you don't have the, you don't know the number to stop at. You just keep going and going and going. And it takes a lot of work when you're trying to get to a million dollars or get to 10 million dollars. It's not like it's just going to happen like that. You know what I mean? A lot of people obviously did, like I said, did it with um, cryptocurrencies. But I mean, the average person is not going to be able to do that. So you're going to have to be on this this journey for a long time so you need to come up with the number i have my number and so
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper
2: I know exactly what I have to do to hit that number. It involves creating the software. It involves real estate. It involves um, stocks. It involves crypto. It involves all of these different things because my number is very, very large. It's a very large number. I can't do it just with one asset. And some of you guys might be able to do it with one asset. You know what I mean? Real estate can get you guys to a a specific number really fast. You know what I mean? And even, you know, getting into certain stocks. But again, I think it's just harder to do. Say, if you're trying to get to $5 million, I think that's a lot harder to do in the stock market if you don't have enough capital because you don't have the money to invest for it to keep giving you a certain return on investment and to keep compounding over and over again or quadruple witching all these different strategies you have to know with investing in stocks for you to hit that number. And that's going to take you a lot longer versus you hopping into real estate. And I mean, you can do 1031 exchanges on some single family homes and flip that into a 16 unit apartment complex and then keep that for a little bit and then do some uh, uh, force appreciation by doing upgrades to each unit or whatever you got to do, and then you take that and you sell that sixteen unit, and then you do a ten thirty one exchange until like a twenty four unit or or a sixty unit, depending on what the market is. So you can see how fast you can do that in real estate, and then I guess with crypto, I think it'll hit. I think it'll hit a hundred thousand by August. Just you know, I just think I said that when it was at again. If you go back to my old podcast, I think I said it when it was at. Eight grand or ten grand that it will hit fifty thousand by March, and then a hundred thousand by August. So, but you you had to been in it in in November if you want to hit that hundred thousand dollars. Unless you just got now it says sixty grand. Unless you got sixty grand lying around, then you can hit that hundred grand in in a couple months, providing that they don't come in and start some kind of regulation or whatever the government wants to do to start taxing cryptocurrencies. You guys have to know that that's coming. Just like they did the same thing with how they're trying to legalize weed. I mean, they're they're legalizing weed because they can tax it. They're going to make money off of it. That's the only reason why they're doing it. I mean, you got all these people out here making money off weed illegally. I mean... You got the, it, it. I guess it also, you got California and Colorado where you can do it legally, but I mean, there's so many people that are in the in the almost <laughs> say the drug game in the in the and you know, selling weed, man. So, I they, they're doing that just like they did alcohol back in the day, they, they want to make money off of it. So, you got to know the same thing's going to come to crypto. So, I mean, you, you may have a small window of time, in my opinion. Before they get in there, and that's going to change the whole purpose of crypto. Um, so, I mean, I think it's a good play right now. But when you start hearing them talk about regulations and it starts to pick up, I mean, I would probably get in and get out because then it's going to defeat the whole purpose of uh, cryptocurrency. Um, so they're going to figure out how to tax it. If they even, If they can't contain it, I mean, they can tax it. Because I mean, if you if you're on Coinbase or Binance or any of these places, you had to put your social in there. You had to put all of your information in there. At the end of the year, they got to send you a 1099. Coinbase is gonna send that over to the IRS because they have to if you make over a certain amount. So the IRS is gonna know. It's not like you can hide it. You know what I mean? They'll they'll know because you got to do KYCs, right? When you when you sign up on any platform, you got to do a KYC. So you know, if not, then you won't be able to sign up on the platform. So again. They're going to regulate it. But in the, in the meantime, you know, take advantage of it. But anyway, if you have your number, then you know how to how to move. So, like, for instance, I know for a fact that with real estate if say you want to get to a uh, million dollars and you only got 10 grand. I know you can easily do that in real estate because you can go out here and get a hard money loan and you can do 90 percent purchase price. And 100% rehab. I talked about it because that's what my company does. One of my companies that I have, we do private lending. And we know that we'll give you 90% purchase price and 100% rehab. So you only got to come to the table with 10% down. So, I mean, if you buy a $100,000 house, boom, there you go. You, you you come to the table with 10 grand and then you got a $100,000 house. The rehab is included. If it's 30000 in rehab, boom, you got the money for that. And say, for instance, you get a house that's 100 grand, but it's worth... You know, seventy five thousand and you gotta put twenty five thousand worth of rehab in it. But you only gotta pay ninety percent of the purchase price. If the purchase price is a hundred grand, you come in, you put ten grand down, you got the rehab, I mean you take that, you you do the rehab, now the house is worth one seventy five, boom, you pay off the loan, you got a seventy five grand, do a ten thirty one exchange, take that seventy five grand and roll it into Another property, you don't pay any capital gains tax. Boom, 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 boom. You keep doing that, right? You keep doing that and you see how fast. So you can get to a million dollars um, easily by doing what I just said in real estate. So again, if you don't have a number, then how are you going to, how are you going to, what are you doing? What are you out here doing? You're just going to be out here willy nilly just, just trying to, I don't know. I mean, just try to, try to see what, what sticks. So I come up with the number. And so now let's get into the, the cross investing. Like that's what I've been doing the whole entire um, last year. I've been waiting on this moment for all my life. Now I'm playing. I <laughs> do know that song, but I've been waiting on this. I, I was waiting on this since the last the last recession, and so I sold all of my assets, and then I just started spreading it out. I had money in crypto, I had money in stocks, I had money in real estate. So when this recession hit, I sold all of my real estate. And then I bought more stocks and I bought more crypto. I loaded up. I I probably bought 10,000 worth of XRP when it was at 40 cents. I bought a bunch of Bitcoin cash. This This is early. This is like, this is in the beginning of the pandemic. It was February when the pandemic hit. The market tanked in March. I got rid of the properties that I was trying to get rid of in May. So I had like a... I would say like a two month window of where I missed out on being able to take the money that I got from those houses and invest that. But all the money that I did get from the couple of deals that I sold right in January, I used all that money and I put it into um, stocks and crypto. All the money that I had in the bank. Boom, I moved it all over there. And so then these assets started to rebound. And then I didn't have any liabilities with these properties because who knows what was going to happen with the housing market. So I had all this money in all of these stocks and all of these currencies, cryptocurrencies just started moving up. So then I didn't sell my crypto because it, it, w- it was a lot safer than a stock market at the time. So I actually put more money into crypto. I put a lot of money into gold. And I, you might've heard me say that in, in a previous podcast where I think I took, it might've been $150 and I put that into some gold stocks and then I went up a thousand percent in like 30 minutes. And then I took that and then I started buying other gold stocks, gold options, and then it just kept going and going and then it just kept steamrolling into to more and more cash. So, uh, you know, back to it, I took the money that I was making uh, from stocks after we got to a certain point. I don't think I started selling any of my stocks until July, because that's when I felt more comfortable. The market looked a little bit more stable, um, and so then I saw the real estate market start to take off, and so then I started selling the stocks that I had to start buying real estate because the stocks might have been going up like five or six percent. But me taking again, I'm on, I'm only you know depending on the lender that I was using, and I'm only putting up a certain amount of money. So I'll sell and I'll get like ten grand. And then I put that down, I'll go out and get a property. I might've put down more. I might've put down, you know, 15 grand or whatever. And then I was just going and putting the, you know, the 10% down, getting a free rehab and just rehabbing properties. So then I started buying more properties. And so then, um, I was, you know, take them once they sell, because it was selling fast, man. Houses were, were just, it was quick. And then I found a good solid rehabbing crew that, I, that I've had. But anyway, so then I started getting the money that I was from the, from the houses that I was selling. And then I would just put it back into the stock market. Then I would buy more crypto. So then I I think I loaded up on Bitcoin Cash. I loaded up on Ethereum. Then I would, because I I still was weird about Bitcoin. I don't know why. So I I would only dump a little bit in Bitcoin because Bitcoin was like three or four grand. But Bitcoin Cash was only like, I don't know, 175. I think Litecoin might've been like $50. So that's what I was buying. I was just loading up because I can get more coins you know, buying smaller coins and these coins are going to do just as well. So you got to think about it. You're not trying to go out there. You can, some people can. You're not trying to go after the dollar amount. You're trying to go after the, the, the percentage, the gain. You know what I mean? So if, if Bitcoin is appreciating at 5% a day and XRP's gaining at 25% a day, I'm going to go ahead and get into XRP because it's moving. You know what I mean? So why would I dump 10 grand into Bitcoin, when it's only doing 5% a day, when XRP is going, is booming. So, you know, I, I started dumping my money into the coins that I started, that, that were booming. They were booming fast. So then I started putting money into those. And then I can buy more coins because they were a lot cheaper. So, you know, and then I'm just parking money in there until it was time for me to do another deal. And, you know, you get instant cash out, right? I mean, it's not like you got to wait seven days for you to get your money back. When you're using Coinbase, so I would just get the money and I would just buy it. And so if I needed the money, you can do an instant instant deposit, and you got to pay the you know the small transaction fee to get instant deposit. But I mean, who cares? Because again, if you're doing ten or 20 percent a day, who cares if you got to pay I don't know seven ninety five in fees to transfer? Obviously, all you don't want to pay fees, but I mean, that ain't even your money, right? So it doesn't even matter. Or do you do? You, do you care about paying the seven dollars, or do you care about being able to take that money and go out there and buy the real estate deal that you got to close on? So it, it it's like one of my partners that I done a couple of deals with. He was so like down to the dollar amount. Like, oh man, it's gonna be an extra fifty dollars if we do this. And that, yeah, but if we do your your way, and it's you know, we don't pay the $50. It's going to take eight more days. How about we just pay the $50 and we get on with it. And, and, and then we'll go ahead and make the money right away. Because if you, if you don't, you know, if you're worried about paying $50 and you don't want to close on a deal over $50, cause you want to do it a different way. I mean, you losing time and getting the house rehabbed and then being able to turn around and sell the house and make $30,000. So it's things like that, that, you know, if, Anybody's listening to this don't get caught up in the small amounts of money that you might have to spend when you're doing a transaction because in the grand scheme of things, if you're making you know thirty or forty thousand dollars, who cares about the fifty dollars that you might spend to do something like it doesn't matter, but some people get hung up on that in their in their penny pension, and that's what we, you're not going to make fifty dollars ain't going to change your life it's, it's just not in the grand scheme of things so Especially if you're trying to invest. I mean, if you if you don't have the money to invest and you're out here and you have a different situation, then fifty dollars might change your life. But in the grand scheme of things, man, just whatever, man. Don't get caught up in the in the in the things like that. But anyway, so I would take the money that I get and I would just park it in in crypto. And then anytime I needed to get cash, I would even even I had no money in the bank. So anytime I needed money. I would just sell some coins and take that money, buy groceries or whatever I had to do. That's I swear to God, that's what I did. I never had any cash. Anytime I need cash, if somebody asked me for money, I'll be like, "Yo, you gotta wait. You gotta wait like two days. I'm not liquid." Even if I had to pay my car payment, I'd be like, eh, "This thing gonna be. It's gonna be a couple of days late if I don't get this money out of here." So you know what I mean. I, I paid everything that way. I didn't have any cash up until recently, maybe. Maybe like a month or two ago, I started keeping a little bit of money in the in the bank um but that's just for like day to day, but I still keep the bulk of my my funds and assets because the way they're you know the way they're print money is just the, the base on the currency i I think what made me do that I have a platform called interactive Brokers, and I had my money sitting in cash, so my buying power was just sitting there, and it was showing me my profit and loss of the money that was just sitting in cash. And then I think one day I looked at it and it showed that I just lost $30 in one day just because my money was sitting liquid. That's crazy to me. I'm like, how is it even possible for me to lose $30 in one day just because my cash was just sitting there? And so that's when I was like, you know what? I'm not keeping nothing liquid. And I I didn't even know that it was that, that that big of a deal just keeping cash in liquid until I seen... How my money was fluctuating just sitting on sitting liquid interactive brokers. So I thought that was a cool tool that they have. That it, it shows you how much money, how much how your money fluctuating just sitting in cash. But anyway, so you know from that experience, that's what made me start putting all my money into different assets. And so that's why back to my story with the with the with the crypto, I would put all my money in crypto.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry. ooh a book club. Computer solitaire,
2: huh?
1: Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
2: See website for details. And then if I need it, I would just sell it. I would pay the little $3 fee. Say, because maybe what if I needed like 500 bucks? That fee is going to be a small fee. Then I would just, you know, eat the $5 and just transfer the money over there or whatever. And then I would do what I had to do. So I did that the whole time. And then I seen gold going on a run. So I had my XRP. My XRP was sitting there. I think I had 10,000 XRP. It was just sitting there not doing anything. And then I was looking at the fundamentals for gold. And I was like, and this is when gold went on that crazy run when it went up to 2000 back in. I think it was October. So I was like, you know what? gold fundamentals. And the chart looks like gold's about to go on a run. My XRP has just been sitting here going between $0.40 cent to, I don't know, $0.55 cent in the past four months. I sold half my XRP. Then I jumped into gold. I bought some gold options. I bought JNUG, which is a leverage play. On my last podcast, I talked about leverage plays. So I, I, I did some gold options, And then I did JNUG. I think I got in JNUG when it was $79. And then it went all the way up to like $180 or $190. So again, but my XRP still didn't move. XRP didn't start moving until, I don't know what, two weeks ago? So just think about that whole time if you hold an XRP and you're looking at the chart, and this is why it's real big. You really got to learn how to chart. I mean, because if you know how to chart, then you know how to maneuver and cross invest. And this is what I'm talking about. So me understanding economics, me understanding what's going on in real estate, me understanding the stock market, me understanding what's happening with currencies, me understanding what's going on with crypto, I knew that I had a window of time for me to take my money from XRP, go out here and hop into this gold play, and then boom, gold went up, killed it. I ended up selling some of my golds, then I, I put more money back into XRP after I sold that. And then then I started diversifying the money that I made off J N U G. Then I bought a couple more gold options. And then I bought some more stocks with it. And then I left it sitting there. Cause I still didn't have I didn't have any more real estate plays. So then now I'm just sitting tight in stocks in crypto, just hanging out there. And then I then I start started getting some good real estate deals. So then I started again. I started liquidating. Some of my stock that I already did well that I had really large positions in. So I didn't sell stock that I didn't have a a large stake in. So if I only had a couple options on it, I'm going to go and, you know, sell some of the ones that I had 2,000 or 3,000 shares on because I still have a huge position in these particular companies or in these particular sectors that are doing real well. So I'm not losing anything. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to gain as much, but obviously I know based on my calculations that if I go out here and do this real estate deal, say for instance, I got 3000 shares and it's moving at 10% a month, right? I can go out here and sell a thousand shares, pull out enough money for me. Cause I'm doing option contracts. I can, I can sell a thousand shares, 10 contracts, and take that money and go out here and buy something else. But I know if I take this money and I go buy real estate, based on the current market, houses are selling within six hours. They're selling super fast. So let me sell this option contract. I still got 2,000 shares sitting here. So what am I really losing? I'm still in the play. I'm still in the position. I take that. I already know I'm going to get more than 10% on this real estate deal and less than 90 days because I got a real solid rehab team. First of all, or even if you do a wholesale deal, and you get you, you, what I, you, that wholesaling doesn't count because you're not even spending any money. You just get it on the contract. So even if I got a flip, I know that all right. My rehabber said this thing will be done in four weeks. I know that the market's selling. I know I'm gonna make this money back in 60 to 90 days. And you know that this this stock because you charted it out and you see what's going on and you got option contracts. You in the play. If you did options, and I'm doing my options for a year or two years out. I'm in the play for a year or two years. What am I doing? You know, I mean, if the thing moves up to where I'm not in the same position because you know, I hopped out when it was, let's say my, my contract was two dollars per share, because I'm doing options. So say for instance, now if I try to hop back in, it's three dollars per share on the contract. I mean, all right, but again, I've made the money on the other two thousand shares that are already in there. So I mean does it really matter? In the grand scheme of things, I, I made a bunch of money on the flip that I did. I took so that, some of that money and now I'm just putting it back into a different position, but I still made the gains on the other 2000. So I didn't make the gain on the thousand shares that I took out, Whoop, but I made it on something else. So it's not a big deal. So again, if you have the mindset and to know what you're doing, you can't be like, Oh man, people get, people get stuck. People are in this state of mind right now. To where they're scared to hop out of certain positions because they got the fear of they're going to fear of missing out. They got that, that that FOMO going on. I mean, but you can't have that. You know what I mean? And if you don't have a specific number, then you might be stuck. You might be frozen in a position. And again, I, I think people should be taking profit right now because what happens if you don't take profit? Again, I, I gave you the same analogy the other week. It's like going to... Cause to Vegas and you at the casino and you up you up big on your hands and you ain't losing you like you know what I'm gonna keep going man I'm I'm doing good and then say for instance you lose a hand you like nah man that's just one hand and then you lose another hand. You're like, nah. I mean, I'm in good. And you, I've been there, right? You you be at the table for like an hour and a half, two hours, and you can't lose. And then you start losing, and you start losing game after game after game. And then you might win two games in a row, and then you feel like you got that mojo back. So you don't lost five games. You don't. So you don't lost. You lost, and then you like you win two in a row, and you think you feel like you got it back, right? You feel like you winning, and then you lose three more games. So how many games have you lost? You know what I mean? You only won two, and you don't lost eight. <laughs> so you 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 get killed right now, but that's what happens, right? You get into the cycle of being like, "Oh man, it only took this dip, yeah, man, so I, you you gotta know when to hop out, so back to it, you're winning on stocks, don't be afraid to take profit and cross invest into another asset, so weigh the options on all right, looking at the chart, looking at what I've done over the past two or three weeks, this thing has only moved this amount. How fast will this move if I go out here and get a real estate deal and I do it right because the market's so hot and there's no inventory? So, am I better off taking some of this money and cross investing into real estate to get to my number? Yes, you are, right? Because then if you make 30 grand on that deal and say you pull 10 grand from the stock market, you just made 30 grand, right? So you tripled your money in a short amount of time. So now you can take that 10 grand and you go back and you drop it back in. You got 20 grand, right? So now you got more money to play with. So then you take that 20 grand that's sitting out. You probably buy more real estate. You know what I mean? You do it again. So you don't, now you don't have to really necessarily touch stocks if you don't want to. But Or you, you sit that money in stocks so or you buy crypto because you see crypto's moving. Boom. Now you're in the game. It's just sitting there hanging out. Maybe you want to keep five grand to put in the bank. I wouldn't do that because of the way they print money, it wouldn't even make sense. You do what I just said is you hop in a stable current, you you hop in a stable asset, which again, I think crypto is very stable because even if it fluctuates over the course of three or four days, it's always going to bounce back. I mean, the past couple of weeks, it don't look like it's been going down. It looks like it's been going up. But if you heard my story last week about the Viacom CBS, it went up and kept going up. It, it went you know, five-fold over where it should have been. And then it drops. It collapsed. So, I mean, you got to think about all these different things. So, again, you take the 30 grand, get your position back that you had in the stock market, take the other 20 grand, spread it out over different cryptocurrencies. Now you're straight. You know what I mean? I would probably buy another real estate deal and then spread out the rest, you know, through different assets so you're safe. You know, only keep cash. If you need to, treat yourself, go out there and get you something. I mean, I don't think that's necessary right now, depending on you know what your number is. I mean, at this point, you should have basic necessities on what you need to to live off that. If you want to take a vacation or something like that, cool, you just made 30 grand, why not? You know what I mean? Keep your sanity, do something cool for yourself. But again, this is how you cross invest and you're not stuck in one asset because at any given time, there can be a correction in any of these asset classes. So if you got all your money into one asset class, you screwed. You know what I mean? So why would you do that? That don't even make any sense. Don't have all your eggs in one baskets. And that's the same thing that I said about being all in U.S. denominations. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have all my money in U.S. dollars. I would take, again, some of this money that I made in stocks and crypto and real estate and try to start buying property in other countries, buying, I think, Getting into agriculture right now, farmland in like Panama City, Costa Rica, Colombia. I think coffee is a huge play. Coffee's up like 25% and it's it's booming right now. So, I mean, coffee, commodities, get into that kind of thing right there. Because on the last podcast, I talked about supply and demand. And then I talked about um the demand coming back because we're coming out of this pandemic that we were in, so the demand for all of that stuff is going to come back. Restaurants are opening up, so all that food and stuff, it all has to be put back in. All of this stuff has to come back, so I think getting into, and we, we've been in a food shortage. I mean, we was in a food shortage almost, you know, the whole year. I mean, we're still in a few We're in a global food shortage. I don't even think people understand that. I mean, there's food deserts all over the U.S. Columbia got a ton of food deserts. Mexico. So there's a few sort of, I don't even want to talk about Africa. So again, I think getting into agriculture, I mean, because you can take 25 grand and go to Panama City. I don't know about now, but when I looked at it last year sometime, I mean, you can take 25 grand and go up there and, and, and get 50% return on your investment super fast in uh, Panama City. I've seen that. I want I wanted to do that. You know what I mean? But I didn't do that. I hopped into some more real estate deals. But anyway, I think that, again, diversify in another country. I mean, there's a lot of platforms out here that you can find that I could give you where you can go out there and 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 buy these things in other countries. And eventually, you know, we're, again, I keep saying we're almost done with the app soon. You'll be able to go to InvestFar and you'll be able to buy all these things that I'm saying in these other countries because I've worked out relationships with the, the companies that have these listings, so you. I'm gonna, you know, I, I have a relationship with those people, so I'm gonna have those listings, and they're gonna be on the far. So I don't know if I'm going to have the agriculture things on on there yet. I know I'm gonna for sure have the real estate. I know I'm gonna have land, but I don't know if I'm gonna go that far into um doing that. You know what I mean? That's that's too, that's too much. But land is obviously a good asset to have, and so is um so is, so is real estate. So that's going to be on the platform. But anyway, these are the things that I would do. So, so not only are you cross-investing assets in the U.S., you're cross-investing in other currencies as well. And that's what I think we got to be doing in this current economic environment, because the way they're printing money in, the way they're not slowing down, they're going to continue to keep on. They're talking about doing more stimulus. Man, the U.S. dollar is going to be worthless. So... It'll be interesting. I haven't used that Interactive Brokers account as far as like leaving liquid cash available. So it'll be interesting to see what that would look like now if I put money in there and let it sit to see what the value of the dollar would be, you know what I mean, Um, based on what's going on right now. I think that'll be interesting. Maybe I might try it um, this week sometime and then let you guys know next time I do a podcast um, just to see what, what, what that value of the dollar would be like. I mean, you can always go to the Fred and, and see what um, the value of the dollar is, the purchasing power of the dollar is right now. But it's probably super low. I mean, I looked at it sometime last year and it was horrible. So go to the Fred and you can change up and, and type in the information that you want to see the data and the st- statistics on. It's a great website to um, go to. But anyway, man, I I, I again man, I, I think we need to cross invest. Cross investing right now is gonna change your life. And it'll definitely get you to the number that you're trying to get to. And it's gonna be the safest way for you to get there because you're not all in on uh one asset. And so I think doing all three right now, even if you don't even if you have, you know, five grand, I think cross investing Will get you to at least 60 or 70 grand by, let me see, August, August or September. And it's April right now. I think you could take five grand and do that because of the way all these asset classes are just being inflated. So, I mean, if you pick the right stocks, if you go back and listen to some of my podcasts, you'll hear some of the ticker symbols that I named off, you'll hear some of the companies that I mentioned that you can hop in and easily take five grand and turn it into 15 or 20 super fast. You can obviously do that. I mean, look at XRP. You can go out there and do that with any of these cryptos, man. Um, Ethereum is still moving too. You know what I mean? You just got to know what you're getting in. I would try to do leverage plays, man. I I think leverage is where it goes. So that's kind of why I think the stock market would be good if you're trying to get a faster return because, you know, if you hop in gold or Oil and gas—the demand is coming back for gas. So I think by the summertime, if you invest that five thousand this right way, oh yeah, man! If you get into options with five grand, oh my god, you're gonna kill it in between now and and August if you get into the right right stocks. And then with crypto, I don't know. I, don't, I really I really don't know because I'm I don't really trade crypto like that. I don't know what you can get in with five grand that's gonna turn into. Fifty thousand dollars or sixty grand, and by the time August or September gets here, I have no idea Um, because you need way more than that to get Bitcoin. And then Ethereum is moving pretty fast, but I don't know if it's going to move that fast. So I don't know if that's the play for you if if that's your goal with that amount of money. But I do know you can go out here with five grand and buy some stamps and do some marketing and find some real estate deals. You know what I mean? I, I do know you can probably link up with somebody. If you can get, I don't know what your credit score is, but if you have good credit, you can hop on a co tell somebody who's doing real estate deals, and be like, "Look, hey, I got five grand. Give me twenty percent or twenty five percent return on a deal." You know what I mean? So then, if you take that twenty, do it again, do it again, and you get up to like fifteen grand, you know, you go out here and find a house for a hundred thousand dollars, you put down ten percent, boom, there you go. So you can easily get that. You know what I mean, especially if you're investing into a market like Memphis or Georgia, where properties aren't that expensive. But they have a decent return. So I do a lot of deals in Georgia. The average house that I buy in Georgia is between eighty dollars to $130,000. But if I buy them for eighty dollars to $130, they're worth about one. Say, for instance, like for instance, I just did a deal I'm closing on right now. It cost $101,000, but the home was sold for one fifty. dollars So I only put, and the way I structured the deal, so check it out. I'm gonna run through this whole deal with you. The guy, was doing rehab on the house. He didn't finish, so he just been stuck on this house. The house is worth $154 at the repair value based on the comps. The home only needs $20,000 worth of rehab. The guy wants to sell it for $80,000. My closing cost on the house was ten dollars I told the guy, that as its value right now is $100,000, so I can get, up to a hundred thousand dollars right now, even though the property is not rehab, because that's what the as is value is. He wanted eighty two thousand for it instead of He wanted eighty two thousand. So I told him, let's make it 89500 five hundred, and I'll take seventy five hundred for closing costs. So then I only got to come to the table with three grand because closing costs ten grand. That's that goes back to what I just said. You can take five grand and and really do what I just said. So listen to what I'm saying right now. So he won $82,500. I said, let's raise the purchase price up to $89,500. And so he, wrote, he he made the purchase price $89,500. And I said, you're going to allocate $7,000 toward closing costs. He said, cool. As long as I get my $82,000, my, my 82, I don't care what you do. Boom. So I went to my lender and I'm like, look, I'm buying this for $89,500 and I want to do 20,000 in rehab. I don't pay for the rehab. I don't pay anything for the rehab. $20,000 I get, you know, that's mine. So I only had to pay 10% of the 89,500, you know, plus the little miscellaneous fees, and it, it came out to 10 grand. So I only had to put up $3,000 in closing costs because he gave me 7,000 in closing. My closing cost was 10, so all I had to do was a wire for $3,000. Boom, I got this house basically for three grand, right? The only thing that I the, I took seven grand out of the deal that I probably would have got on the back end. But who cares? Because I don't have to come out of pocket the whole 10 grand. I mean, I only got to come out of pocket three. So who cares if I don't get the 7,000 on the back end? It saved me from having to come out of pocket in the front to close on the property. So he got his $82,000. I got the money for closing costs. I put up three grand. Guess what I got the three grand from? I sold some stock. I mean, I had a bunch of and I just mentioned it. I had a bunch of UG stock that I bought from a while back. That's the gold leverage play that I did. I sold probably 10 of them that gave me enough money. 10 shares I bought. So 10 shares that gave me enough money to go out here and buy this property. Boom. So I didn't use any money. I didn't use any of my own money out of my pocket. So I what did I do? I cross-invested. I knew how much I was going to have to pay in closing costs. I sold the stock. It took about two or three days for it to settle. Boom, transferred it to my account. Went to closing, sent a wire. That's how you cross and invest to get to a certain place. So, the rehab again is twenty grand. So I'm all in on a loan for one hundred one thousand dollars. I only put up three grand to close. The after repair after repair value is one fifty four. How much money did I just make? and I only spend three grand. So this is how you cross and invest to kill it right now. So I mean, if, if you guys do exactly what I'm saying, you really never have to spend any of your own money. And mind you, I still have other money coming in from different businesses that I do have, but the money that I get from those businesses, I just take it and I reinvest it. I spread it out through all of these different assets. So it's not in one asset. So at any given time, if I need something, I'm not, Taking one position and knocking it all the way out, if I'm trying to be in the oil sector or commodity sector, if I go sell something, I don't have to worry about taking myself out of that entire position because i'm i I got money in that position, I got money in the, in in crypto I got money in in real estate. you know what I mean so right now I don't have that much money in crypto because i I use a lot of it because i I talked about buying land in the last podcast i took I sold some of my crypto and I bought land. And that's what I did. So once I sell this land, I paid five grand for the land and the land plot is worth seventy five thousand dollars. I went out there and I bought a tax deed. I did my research online. I went and paid the back taxes. The back taxes were fifty one hundred dollars. Boom. I own this land and the land is worth seventy five thousand. So, you know, got to get the deed, wait on the deed to come in. I'm going to take that that deed. I'm going to list that thing on the market. If it's worth $75,000, I'm probably going to sell it for 50 or 60 just to move it real fast. What do you guys think I'm going to do with the 60 grand? <laughs> I'm going to turn around and buy more tax deeds. <laughs> so I'm going to turn around and buy more tax deeds in the same neighborhood. I've already saved them on my platform that I use. There's a bunch of them that I found. I'm going to go back and do the same thing, right? I don't want to I don't want to spend more I don't want to take out any more of my stock positions to buy more land plots. I don't want to sell any more crypto to buy more land plots. I'm gonna take the five grand that I did to buy the initial land plot, sell that one, and then take that money and go back and buy more land plots and then put some of that money back in crypto and then maybe buy more stocks. This is how you cross and invest. This is how you make money. You know what I mean? This is this is like it's a gold mine right now because all of these things are gonna, t- gonna continue to go up. So again, all the money that I'm getting in from the businesses that I do, I'm not really spending it. I mean, I got overhead and I got employees that I got to pay. But outside of that, I'm just doing what I'm doing right now. And that's the strategy. I don't think people are out here doing it. I think people are just basically sticking to one asset class and they can easily possibly get burned in the long run, you know what I mean? Because they they got all their eggs in one basket. So, I mean, for you guys listening to this podcast, I gave you a couple of different examples of some things you can do to cross-invest. I'll do that right now. I think that's one of the plays of the decade. You know what I mean? I hopped on here. I didn't think it would be a long podcast, but it turned out being a long podcast. I went on the rant, man. It's 2.47 in the morning, but I thought I'd get on here and talk about cross-investing real fast. I hope I gave you guys a strategy for you to do. Come up with the number, have the right mindset, know when to hop out, know when to, you know, transition into another asset. Do your research first um, before you, you know, hop out of one asset to get into another one. Make sure that you did your due diligence when hopping in a new asset so you know how long you got to be in that asset before you move to another asset. And just pay attention and, and don't feel like, oh, man, I hopped out of crypto, or I hopped out of stocks and now that thing's moving. I mean, you shouldn't feel like that because... If you did your research and you did your due diligence, you know that the play that you're hopping in is gonna be a better play and a better return on your investment because that's why you did it in the first place. And keep in mind you still should have positions in all of these plays that you hopped out of in these different assets. So it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. So man, I hope you guys take notes and listen to what I just said. And again, if you find this helpful, man, again, I don't get paid for any of this. Tell your friends, man, and and send them the podcast and help them get some insights. Cause again, when you know better, you do better. So I hope this helped you guys out and help you guys on your investing journey. See you guys on the next episode. Take care.
0: Aren't you ready to start a business or grow your real estate investing portfolio? If you answered yes, allow Andre and the expert advisors at the Residual Roads Business Institute to fast track and put you on a path to full-time investing. The greatest transfer of wealth in our lifetime is occurring over the next few years, and you can take advantage if you know what to look for. In order to be successful at real estate investing, you need to learn how to leverage your current resources to generate quick money, big money, and retirement money. Let Residual Roads advisors craft a plan to get you through these phases using little or no money in six months or less. Don't wait for a job. Create one for yourself and others. Go to residualroads.com for mentorship and for our free course. Go to residualroads.thinkific.com.